0: We're going to chat with uh, Jeremy Coney now up in the UK. He's uh, stayed up late for us, which we uh, we do very much appreciate uh, at the moment. Uh, five of the Ashes. You can listen to it live on SENZ tonight. Australia with 174 to win. They have seven wickets in hand. It is going to be a very enthralling day five. And Jeremy Coney joins us on the line. Now evening to you, Jeremy.
1: Thank you, Sam. Delighted to be it's been a compelling game. I agree with you.
0: Yeah, I, I honestly, Jeremy, I don't think if you had sort of looked at it at the start, you could have scripted it any better. We're heading into day five. I, I would say the draws off the table, uh, both both results and the balance, you couldn't really have asked for anything better.
1: That's true. The only sort of, uh, you know, the the thing that might sort of play with that um win or lose kind of scenario is that the day five forecast here, as we know in England, oh, no. <laughs> we can't rely, can't rely on the weather too much. And it's looking at the moment as if we could have, uh, you know, some semi to substantial kind of rain on day five. Um So clouded skies, hooded skies and Uh, That may, in fact, favour the England side more than it does um, Australia. Uh, We've found as soon as you get cloudy skies here, the ball starts to move a little bit more. And I know you will know that uh, Moen Ali has kind of, you know, been slid sideways out of the game, really, because of the damage to his finger. And it means that they really are left with seamers and if they have breaks in the day with rain, that will suit their seamers as well. So whenever you get that, bat, batting is, is uh, a bit harder to do, uh, having to re-establish themselves and so on. So it, 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 if that happens, then you'd have to start to side with you know, England as the, as the better chance to win this
0: game. So Australia, 174 runs, but, but only seven wickets uh, yeah. in hand and obviously a full day's yeah. play should there be no rain. Mean, Jeremy, So what's the Australian approach here? Because you obviously don't want to be too conservative and start you know, losing wickets as a result, uh, but you've got a target there and a very attainable target. So how do you think they approach day five?
1: Good question. Uh, I, I think really throughout this game, I, I've developed the feeling and more of a sense really that England really want to win this game. They have played it, you know, normal basketball sort of thing when they're batting and they've set funky fields as we've seen before through Stokes and um, they, what, they are pushing the game as hard as they can. Australia have sort of sat on the back foot a wee bit um, and certainly we didn't expect them to match the way that the England side play, but, but, but if it happens for them, they'll take it. I don't know whether they'll push and push and push. I get the feeling they'd be happy with a draw almost in this test match. The, the key guys, obviously for them, Usman Kawaja, who's got 140 in the first dig and He's sitting back rather zen-like, very calm and serene, even in the second innings. And then you've kind of, I mean, Boland's there with him as, as at the moment as a, as a night watchman. But after him, it'll be, you know, it'll be Green, and it'll be Head, and it'll be uh, carry. After that, they don't have much, so they are going to be more cautious about the way they approach day five.
0: Mm. How much pressure do you think will come on uh, Ben Stokes and Brendan McCullum's decision to declare early should we be in a position where the game is won by one or two wickets or, or a handful of runs? How much pressure do you think is going to come on that decision in the first innings?
1: I I actually didn't think that was much in the sense that there'll be some who will say, you know, we had some wickets left. You're only seven down, and you've left some runs out there, particularly because Root was at the, you know, at the crease. He was starting to, to hit out, and we had a kind of a solid, you know, tail ender at the other end, in Robinson. But you know, there was a uh, equally if you argue that, you know, there'd be others who would say, look, there's a new ball due in two overs. Um, And if they pick up a wicket, then it might only be another 50 runs. So they might go from 293 to uh, 393 to 450. That's another 50 runs, say, um, which is about the way that they play as an hour. Mm. So that's the only time that they've really gifted to Australia. And so I I don't think it was totally significant in terms of the match.
0: Mm. Talk to us about um, Edgebaston because I'm absolutely enthralled with like that first delivery and it gets hit through the covers by Crawley. The crowd erupts and there's, there's been a lot of build-up to this um, Ashes series, Jeremy, obviously with how England's tracking. We know Australia's basically the best test team in the world. So the build-up's been incredible. Then you go to Edgebaston it's basically a sellout and the crowd is just raucous. What, what's it been like, you know, just, just <coughs> observing it, commentating it at the ground?
1: Uh, well, through the through the headphones, very noisy. Um, so much so I have to take one off mm-hmm. so I can still listen to the, you know, who's speaking to me from about three feet away. Uh, and 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 I went out a couple of times and sat outside, and it is very loud. Um, so when you've got, particularly when you've got broad, you know, saying to the crowd come on come on and, and and egging them on slightly they are very responsive it's mainly in the holly stand which is away to our right from where we're commentating and they are up for it you know so you've got bananas and you've got nurses and you've got you know Dracula and you, or, or you've got the whole lot in the stand carrots nice little sort of pats. Carrots and a couple of parsnips, and so um, that, that's that. They're taking it away, and some of the others, um, not quite so loud. Um, I was actually in the sort of the, the the chairman's lounge today, and we were just down the front. And certainly, there are people there applauding like wildly, you know, in their seats to get to get behind Stuart Broad. Um, who's egging them on. And so it, it's a lovely atmosphere, really. I mean, there's been, it hasn't been, you know, from the rest of the crowd, not too raucous, but but the Hollies stand are up for it, you know.
0: Yeah, awesome to see uh, on TV and listen to here on SENZ. Um, Jeremy, I want to talk to you about the wicket because before the Ashes series, Ben Stokes told the curators over there in England he wanted batter-friendly wickets. There's been a little bit of criticism of that, but it does fit the baseball Ball style. Does it feel like, that's what the game has offered up. It's been very batter-friendly because you look at the scorecard and see a lot of wickets and the the totals aren't overly high. Um, So has the wicket been what you would classify as a batter-friendly wicket or has it been more the the tactics of both sides that have determined what we're seeing on the scorecard?
1: Well, I think, I mean, for a start, you've got a lush, green, verdant outfield uh, and you've got this brown kind of pitch uh, in the middle, which looks a little bit as if you're transported to Multan or Karachi. Mm. And so it is a very dry pitch, especially now after four days that we've had player traffic running up and down. You can see quite clear footmarks and targets for spin bowlers, um, even though, of course, you know, the, the English side that have. Selected Moenali late in two years he hasn't bowled a red ball. I ask him to bowl twenty nine overs on the trot, basically on the first time that he gets a chance to hold a red ball. And of course, surprise, surprise, he's actually done a finger and he can't actually he can't feel the ball. He's got a it's a quite a large blood blister that's that he that that is raw. Now and he he can't turn the ball because it's too much pain. So it ends up as a full toss and so on. So he's kind of really out of the game now. I think mm-hmm. I'll be most surprised if he can bowl too much on day five. Um, but it, it, it is a dry pitch. If the cloud is you know is removed and it's just a nice pristine blue sky, very much a batsman's pitch. And then as soon as the cloud comes over. Uh, the ball starts to move a little bit for the seamers. If we get rain as well or rain is threatened, then the ball starts to move in the air and off the pitch as well. So you've got three or four different scenarios depending whether, I mean, the pitch has not changed at all, but the overheads have. And that is, Quite weird. It doesn't happen so much in New Zealand, but here it does. Mm-hmm. And and I think tomorrow, it may, if the forecast is right and it's not pristine blue skies overhead, I think you'll find that the seamers from England will really enjoy this rather more. And then the breaks that I'm talking about when it rains, that's again suiting them even more. And because of the aged sort of attack through Anderson and Broad that they had, they're going to get breaks so they'll be up for it and if they every every time they pick up a wicket during a short spell before it rains again if that's going to be the day's pattern then it's going to suit england a lot more than it does australia
0: Mm. all right well just before we let you go jeremy uh i'm not sure if you like throwing out predictions but what do you see happening on day five or can you just give me uh your your predicted result Mm
1: Oh, just a sense. It's only a sense. And, and it, it, Kawaj is there, and as I've mentioned, head, to head will attack, attack the uh, English attack. Camberry uh, will try as hard as he can. Carey is more of a hitter. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's quite a hard one to call. But if I had a sense right here now, I would say that because of the weather, if that occurs, I would start to favour England slightly more than I do Australia.
0: Mm. Awesome. Well, we're very much looking forward to, uh, forward to it, Jeremy. I will be tuning in from ten PM tonight on ECNZ to listen to your dulcet tones and hear all the texts on double eight double three, which I know you love. Uh, so, <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: so. No, no, mate, no, it's relentless. Every morning I've got to talk about double eight double three, and I actually it's it's actually a combination of Brooks. You know, the, you know the shirt that they wear with the number yep. on the back. Yep. Brooke is actually eighty eight. Two fat ladies. It goes to the bingo hall, and then the secondly, it's it's Labashain, who's thirty three. I can't believe it. I'm going
0: to talk about that tomorrow. Fantastic, Jeremy. Can't wait for it, and uh, and really appreciate you jumping on as always. Go well.
1: Cheers, Sam. Good to hear from you. Take care.
0: There you go. Jeremy Coney, out of the UK there. <laughs> Love the double eight, double eight. If you haven't seen the videos on uh, on Twitter, uh, on the SNZ Twitter, go and watch them with Jeremy Coney and these little rhymes and songs. It is it is high level from the Prey mantis and looking forward to hearing in this evening. Who have you got Folks, who have you got in the ashes? Double eight, double three, or jump on the phone. If you want on 800 150 811, Um, it's going to be a cracking day five. Like I said, I think the key, obviously, Shane and Travis Head, who's about to come in when Scotty Boland heads out. Um, and look, if Boland can, if they can put on, say, 20 runs before he does fall, then that's a target of 150 for Shane and Travis Head to go after. And I know they've got some handy batters in behind them, but I just think with the pressure on, depending on what the weather's doing, it's got to be between Kawaja and Travis Head. What was that, Robbie? Did I say Labour Shane? I mean Kwaja. I mean I meant Kwaja. Um What do you reckon, Robbie? I know you're a massive cricket fan. man. Yeah, that's a I, I, I not can't, I, can't, I can't be on live radio saying I think Australia's gonna win, can I? Of course I? So, of course England. not. You think they're gonna chase down the one seventy four? No, I just said I don't. Oh, I can't okay. be saying that. And you can't be saying that. No, you can't, but suggest Definitely. that maybe you can. Um the, the big one, obviously, as is, is, um, Jeremy Coney said, is Mo and Ali, who basically can't bowl. So it's all up to the seamers. Um, and I'm not sure how many overs did they get through last night? Um, Robbie, do you know? Uh, having a look here, 30 overs. So they've got a while before they get a new ball. And given that uh, it may may rain as well, they might only get one ball today. They might not get get to a new ball. We'll see.